discover the love that had never been found. You gave me your heart, I gave you my mind, but a true love affair we could never find. I don't want you bad, I can let you go. There's a lot of girls out there that won't say no. No to the fact that I want you, Jackie. I want you more than human eyes can see. But you had got ill, trying to make a chillin'. Thought about the dollars I make and you were willing to be with me, Bobby B. But with a bad attitude, I can't compete. time right since we spoke like last year type shit October if I'm not mistaken but uh I'm here you're here we're here right so there's that and um 
before I even go any further, I just want to take the time to tell you guys just how much, one, I appreciate you, I love you, and I've missed you, right? So it wasn't, you know, my intentions to be MIA, but by now, you guys know, I mean, MIA for as long as I was, because, you know, I do the dip, but, um, you know, I appreciate the fact that you guys understand how I move in terms of the way I air my segments and the episodes that I do have on this podcast you work with me because you know I'm very unconventional so you know you already know for those of you who know you know um for those of you who don't and you're new to my podcast um I'm very sporadic with my episodes so you know and I've tried in the past to have this regimen where I'm like okay I'm gonna stick to this schedule and in the beginning I kind of did that right I was super duper consistent and then you know I started taking on other projects and other things started manifesting in my life so it got a little more difficult to kind of keep that schedule going um with my hands in so many other different arenas and and projects but you know still flowing um I still managed to get about Shoot, I'm losing count. I couldn't even tell you how many episodes. I know it's well over. Uh, it's got to be close to 200 now. And I started... Um, first episode aired was technically in 2000 of March. But it's from a segment recorded in 2019 of November. So I've been doing this, guys. And you've been rocking with me, guys. For a second, like I've discussed many of things over the years, you guys <laughs> have gotten my insight on a lot of things, um, you know, in terms of, you know, media coverage, sports and, you know, whatever came to my mind, I pretty much gave you my opinion on it. Right. And that's just me and something I'll continue doing, whether it's on this podcast or any other uh form of communication broadcasting that's what I'm gonna do so you guys how the hell are you okay um sending so much love sending so much light out to you guys and um yeah we'll we'll, we're about to jump into this so I'm sitting here saying to myself okay self when the fuck was Groundhog's Day and then I did the, I, 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 you know, because sometimes I forget. And it's like, how do you forget? Because it's always the same fucking day every year. It's February 2nd. Now, you guys, I don't know, but this Groundhog Day is, I should just say was, a little interesting. Because, check this shit out. So apparently, uh, the Groundhog that uh, predicts whether or not we will have an early spring or six weeks of Uh, six more weeks of winter was not able to uh, do his job this year because he unfortunately died uh, before he could predict the end of winter. So, um, yeah, that's really weird. I've heard a lot of weird things with groundhogs over the years, but I've honestly got to say, I think this may be the first for me. I don't recall ever hearing some shit like this before, but, you know, they state that, uh, The groundhog died during hibernation. So, 
I don't know. Like, did nobody check on him a couple of days before? Uh, like, okay, because I just heard somebody say, Cole, he's hibernating. How the fuck is it? I don't know. Like, I'm just, like, mom, I'm just bugging. Like, the groundhog died before? That's an omen. Like, I would look at that a little bit more than just fucking whether or not we getting six more weeks of winter or early spring, my nigga. Like, that's something to be really looking into. But uh, needless to say, um, a group of children actually took um, the groundhog's place. And uh, the groundhog name is Fred or was Fred. Yeah. Uh, The children that actually took Fred's place and predicting whether or not we would have an early spring or more winter informed us that we will be having uh, six more weeks of winter. So, um, yeah, how about that? I kind of figured that much, um, especially considering today in New York, it was like the first real day of winter weather. Because I, I think we have been a little spoiled. Some people will disagree and be like, oh, no, cold. it's been cold. No, you don't know cold, nigga. I'm from New York, and I remember real winters in the 90s, all right? Blizzards and shit. So... This is, this is, this is light. This is light, to be honest. Um, but today, it brought us back to reality of what cold actually is in New York City. Um, but, yeah. So, like I said, I, I, I'm just still like, what the fuck? Um, at least the, the groundhog isn't attacking anybody, right? Because I, I totally remember a year when that happened. But, yeah. Moving forward. <laughs> So, I was also looking uh, in my sources, right? And I came across an article that uh, that dealt with uh, post-pandemic uh, work-related matters as it applies to remote workers. And, you know, a lot of people, if not at least maybe 75% of America has returned back to uh, working back in person or if not completely in that transition they have something set up like a hybrid schedule where you know some days you're in the office and some days you're at home right um but it's leaning more towards uh, the direction of employees getting ready to if they haven't already transition um full-time on a more consistent basis of being in the office and a lot of that has to do with just uh the environment in which employees not all but some feel that it's imperative for the culture of the workforce to be maintained through the environment of working in that type of office setting right if you work in an office or just physically being able to be present at your job so it's definitely a debate amongst many people on whether or not you know it should be optional for you to be able to if you can right emphasis on if you can because everybody's job won't allow them the flexibility to be able to work from home but for those who kind of have the job band that will allow that 
it's now something that's being considered even greater now that, you know, we're in post-pandemic time. So I know a lot of people have mixed feelings about that. (laughs) Some people enjoy working in the office because they like, you know, or they like working in person because they like the socialization that comes with it, the environment, uh, the culture of being around their fellow staff. And then there's other people who may feel like, you know, the job that I do does not require me to have to be in a physical, you know, for example, office setting, like I can still get my job done from home. So it's gonna vary depending on people's uh, obvious occupations, but it is uh, something to be mindful of in terms of uh, whether or not the current hybrid uh, schedule that some people in New York are still operating under when it comes to working may be dwindling. I know uh, many companies are going through issues of debating whether or not these hybrid schedules should continue or shouldn't. Um, I'll tell you this much though, US, USA Today uh, issued an article I think it was yesterday uh discussing how there's been so much of a transition since covid in terms of employees and in, in the work field over and um work industry overall you got people that believe that you know when you have in-person work uh or in-person workplace the actual culture in itself it, it binds the company together, right? So in theory, it kind of, in some cases, actually make the business unique. And this is why people working every day or coming to the office every day, you know, day after day matters. However, hmm, working in the office, whether post or pre-COVID, Um, does have its share of concerns um, as well. I know for me, I can speak only from my experience of working um, for over two decades plus. Sometimes working in the office or certain work uh, industries create toxic environments, hostile environments. stress and an overwhelming amount of pressure that gets uh, accumulated from the office, right? From the environment, which is why some people, um, those who are in favor of working from home, choose not or may not want to return back to an office. Like, eh, who the fuck wants to work in an office environment that's fucking toxic? So you have a lot of people who consider that when they think of going back into the office or doing these schedules permanently five days a week or however it works for people who have to be in person. Some people are not okay with like engaging with their superiors over Zoom meetings, you know, for what what works for some doesn't necessarily work for everybody. But there needs to be some form of 
adaption to the times and how, you know, what might have seemed traditional, which is working five days in person, may be altered to fit the needs of staff of today's uh, society. Also, what I thought was interesting about this article is that U.S. Today did acknowledge that employees, um, excuse me, employers need to invest in hiring people with disabilities. So although, you know, many people know that you cannot discriminate against people with disabilities, ADA uh, um, prevents that from actually occurring, there are still employers who don't set aside uh, positions, I mean, it's hard to kind of prove this unless you are directly working for this company and you're whistleblowing, but it happens, right? And and you would think that because it's an ADA-protected law, these things wouldn't occur, but they do. And if you see the news or articles discussing it, then yeah, Many employees do not, unfortunately, um, hire employee employees. Employers don't hire employees that have, you know, disabilities. And not all disabilities are something that you can physically see. You know, but you know, These are the things that go on in a workplace environment that really gets discussed. And it's good to see that, you know, it is getting the attention of articles of people voicing their concerns about um, the environment or the working environment that they are in and how it affects them and how uh, managers and staff work with one another and how sometimes uh, managers need to allow workers to see the direct line between their contribution and their impact in the work uh, environment that they're assigned to. It's, you know, it's not easy getting up every day working for someone else, right? So the very least that employers could do is show appreciation for your staff that are there every day working for you. Okay. Um, I think a lot of times employers are just too candid with the approach of, well, whatever you do, you don't want to do, we can pay someone else to do it. And, you know, that's a fucked up mentality to have, which is why some places turnover rate is just astronomical. People are coming and going and coming and going like a, a revolving door because of that very concept. Um, yeah, you might be able to replace somebody, but that does not mean they will do the same level of work another person did. Not everybody has the same work ethics. So when you look at people as them being in this, uh, being replaceable, and yeah, whatever, we could just get somebody else to do it, be mindful of that way of thinking when it comes to staff. Because not everybody is replaceable. Word. The bottom line is, it appears that, you know, American uh, American workers are just fed up with a lot of things that 
they are experiencing with their uh, employers. You know, workers over 50 years of age, they really are feeling unappreciated and they're having a rough time on a job. Um, There's a lot of bosses and managers who lack empathy and are very um, tyrannical with their authority. Which brings me to my next topic, because I thought this shit was just incredible that they are actually getting ready to do this shit. So apparently, uh, in Washington, a bill on Thursday was released to protect uh, workers from spying bosses. Now, I'm so in favor of this bill because I don't have to tell you, just off my experience of working for two decades, I certainly have been the victim of employers going above and beyond their scope of what they should be monitoring when it comes to you. Um, and I, and I certainly, I know people who are listening to me right now may have had the same experience where you're working for uh, a company or your boss is literally uh, surveilling you. And that could be in various ways. They could uh, surveil your computers, your devices, anything, any, your phones, um, or they can do it in a more uh, obvious way where you know they're just micromanaging you always. Uh, every time you turn around, they're just right there. Um, it becomes uncomfortable uh, and annoying to say the least to have to work under these certain conditions. Um, I've been a person who have experienced working with the um, employer who has done that, who has um, spied on me through various uh, methods. Uh, And first of all, it's illegal. Okay, let's just start there. Like, there's huge privacy concerns there. Um, but I think a lot of employers were risking it all by doing this because there wasn't really anything in place um, to kind of address this, right, if you will. And so I'm so glad that there will be. <laughs> there will be. Because, you know, it, it happens. Employers kind of, not all, but some have overstepped their authority and boundaries when it comes to their employees as they uh, spy and, and, and attach weird things to their devices to know where they are, to track where they are, or to gain access to things that they shouldn't even be having access to, but because they are managers, they're abusing their powers and authority to do this. So, uh, a lot of this that has been going on relates to remote employees since the post-pandemic, um, where a lot of workers who, who work at home have complained about feeling as though, you know, their, their managers are spying on them, um, through the devices that they use to do their job. Also spying on them in the office for those who return to the office for their office days. So this is a huge issue. And I think that 
a lot of employers took light to the matter. It didn't just pop up. The, this has been going on for some time now, right? As long as people have been working, you've had bosses who've been abusing their powers as managers. Um, but it's great. It's a... It's a beautiful day when things like this are able to manifest, where bills are being initiated to protect you as an employee because you have rights. And just because you are an employee doesn't give an employer the right to invade your privacy. Pretty fucking much. Pretty much. And it's good that I hope this bill gets passed so that these employers understand that you don't have the right to trace or track or hack or surveil your freaking employees. It's really weird that people do that. It, it, in my opinion, it's always more than just work-related issues. If you if you doing all that, uh huh. Now, according to <clears throat> USA Today, they state that this bill will address like the needs of, like I said, the employees that work at home and the ones that work in the office. Because they believe that uh, this sort of invasive surveillance is un-American and extremely dangerous in any workplace. And I do as well. So this is not just people, you know, pulling things out the air. Like in 2021, New York Times um, gave a story about how bosses were using software tools to spy and get workers' data. Then in September, the Wall Street Journal spoke about how bosses were spying on quiet quitters, um, which are workers who fulfill minimum requirements with no extra effort or enthusiasm. So, you know, this is not unheard of. And this is actually happening in a lot of companies, according to um, the Director of Government Affairs at Communications Workers of America. So his name is Dan um, Mori. I think that's how you say his last name. Mauer. Dan Mauer. Yeah. Anywho... So this uh, Stop Spying Bosses Act, this is this is what the bill will actually uh, allow, right? So this bill is being introduced, uh, well, it was already introduced, I should say, um, with uh, Senator Cory Booker. John Fetterman, Elizabeth Warren. I love me some Elizabeth Warren. Um, she know what it is. Yeah, these, these, these companies, man. Well, this is what the, um, the bill would entail. It says it will require employers to disclose if they are monitoring employees in a timely and public manner. Right? In addition, it would prohibit employers from collecting off-duty data without telling their workers. Um, create rules around automated technology used in uh, surveillance and then establish a new privacy and technology division at the Department of Labor, which would regulate workplace civilians and emerging technologies used. So I totally am in favor of this 
build because like I said, I don't know about you guys if you've never worked for an organization, a company that ever spied on you, then you really don't get the seriousness probably of why there's a necessity for a bill like this. It's, it's unfortunate, but you have authorities um, or organizations and companies that abuse their authority over their employees and violate their privacy, whether it be through their own devices or the company devices. There are laws, if they weren't already intact they about to be where that fuck shit is not going to be continuing and like I said I'm excited about it because I unfortunately have worked for uh, companies that had no problem doing this very thing spying on me tapping not even work equipment like my personal shit like what the fuck like you would have been wrong just tapping your own work related devices but you went and tapped my personal shit? Like, yeah. So, kudos on that new bill. Um, And I'm so in favor of it getting passed. And I truly hope that it does. Because this shit really needs to stop. So you guys, you should be getting ready for the Grammys. I think the Grammys is this Sunday, February 5th, if I'm not mistaken. It looks to be um, a very promising event. Uh, as y'all might know, if you don't, uh, there be there will be a lot of performances. I think my favorite performance that I'm going to be excited to see, obviously, is going to be... Um, the uh, Jay-Z and DJ Khal- uh, Khaled and uh, Lil Wayne and Rick Ross performance. Obviously, you guys better know. Um, Hove is my favorite rapper and then comes Wayne. So to see them again on stage together uh, performing is, is, is amazing. I don't need, I'm, sh- I'm short of words for, for me because I'm a huge fan of them both. And so to see the Carter men on stage together, I'm so excited to see that. Um, Yeah. And so, you guys, it's the second month of the year. How's your year been starting now? Like for me, it's been calm, cool, and collected. And that's how I wanna keep it for the rest of the year. And I hope for you, this year allows you to be your best you you know take the time out to enjoy who you are and if there's people in your life that don't appreciate you for who you are then it's recommended to lead them people right where they at don't change who you are unless it's required to be only to become the best version of yourself other than that you know be you entirely right um because there's enough doppelgangers and enough carbon copies out here. I just feel like for the last five to 10 years, this world has just been recycling other people's energies, right? And just masking themselves. There's a lack of creativity out here. It's just everybody's a fucking, and I hate to say everybody because that's absolute, but there's way too many carbon copies and doppelgangers out here. Um, 
everybody's always trend surfing and wave surfing and oh that's what's popular I'm gonna do that like do your own thing whether it's popular or not right that type of shit but uh yeah so I'm not sure if I let you guys know or not but my book was released uh December 13th 2022 it's doing great um I'm very excited uh that I'm now working on my second book. Um, and it's just, you know, my way of telling you guys to do what makes you happy. You know, if you always do things simply for some kind of monetary results, you can get it, but that doesn't mean you'll be fulfilled, right? Because money is one thing, but happiness doesn't necessarily mean that having money is gonna grant you that. Just having money alone is not going to fill the void. Um, and it's sad that a lot of people have to learn that the hard way. Um, but I am excited um, on my journey and everything that I'm doing. And um, yes, I'm still doing my collective readings. I'm still very much involved with um, the work that I do as a light worker and um, Reiki. Uh, master, because I think, what was it, a couple of months ago, I enrolled in a course and completed that. So everything for me right now is just calm, cool, and collected. I'm just enjoying life, taking it one day at a time, you guys. And I'm um, like, yeah, let me get back to the, sh to the script and hit you guys up and let you know what I know. And, you know, because I have that tendency to kind of just float on float on yeah so i love you so much i have to come back and let you know what i've been doing and what's been going on in the world right so this is just a short how you doing for the new years and bringing you up to speed what what i've been doing and the things that i've been seeing and so look forward to me reappearing <laughs> more consistently now that the book is done, right? I mean, I'm working on the second one, but I got more time now to devote to the podcast. So you guys, uh, look forward to me coming back more regularly. So always wanting to tell you guys I appreciate you so much because I actually have been able to maintain doing this for the last two uh three now last three years god is good with about shit 78 countries at some point tapped into my uh segments and my episodes only god could do that for me you talking about uh woman from the hood, from the South Bronx, uh, that don't have no backing, no funding. Like I do what I do, whether it's the podcast, whether it's my books, whether it's my own business, I'm not funded by nobody. Like this is all me and God, like real rap, real rap. And that's rare these days where somebody is just really doing everything by themselves, you know? So that's why sometimes if things don't sound as you know, state of the art for you or as professional, keep that in mind, you guys. Like, I don't have, you know, $1,000 backing with me or 
funding or equipment and so I do this from my heart and I work with what I got and I give you what I have and God does the rest for me so there's that right yeah because I do it because I love what I do but um yeah so with that being said you guys I'll return soon sooner than later And until then, you guys, I love you so much. Stay uh, high vibrational, always and grounded. Later, you guys.